The Wild are getting closer to full health, so who sits when everybody's ready to return? We discuss that and what Sammy Walker has brought to the Matt Boldy line today on Locked on Wild. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Lockdown Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, part of the Lockdown Sports Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. Just as a reminder, Lockdown Wild is available on your favorite podcast platforms absolutely free of charge. On today's episode of Lockdown Wild, we take a look at what the lineup may look like when key players are ready to return as it sounds like both Ryan Hartman and Brandon Duhame expected to practice this week. We'll also talk about the Sammy Walker effect on Matt Boldy and Freddie Goudreau. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. My name is Seth Topal, your daily Minnesota Wild insider, and we saw it in full effect once again after the Minnesota Wild took down the Edmonton Oilers 2-1. Sammy Walker is giving that little spice that Matt Boldy and Freddie Goudreau were desperately missing so far this season. Through the two games that Sammy Walker has played, both against Vancouver and the Oilers, it's no surprise that Matt Boldy and Freddie Goudreau have found their rhythm again, and that line has been one of the more consistent lines in terms of generating chances for the Wild over the last two games. Matt Boldy, by coincidence, or not, uh, two goals in that span, Himself, Granted, they've both been on the power play, but still has generated some really good looks uh, in regular strength uh, for those two games as well. And Freddie Goudreau scored against the Oilers. That ended up being the game-deciding goal. So what do we make of it? Well, I think the things that we were asking for and clamoring for uh, by adding Sammy Walker to that mix. I think it just goes to show you that's exactly what was missing from that line was some speed, and so Walker brings that first and foremost, uh, and he's had a good opportunity to showcase it along the boards, battling around the edges for loose pucks. Uh, he had, uh, I believe it was against Vancouver, had one instance in which uh, there was an icing waved off and he just skated past a member of the Canucks to go grab the loose puck and to give the Wild an opportunity to set up on the Vancouver side of the ice. And he's he's winning these puck battles along the boards. But I think the biggest thing that has stood out to me so far from Sammy Walker is just the confidence that he has been playing with over these last two games. He is very sure of himself and to be fair with what he was doing at the AHL level, you would, uh, you'd be hard-pressed to not be confident in what you were doing. But he just, he has come in to this wild lineup and has just looked the part first and foremost. And he's, he's confident out there to the point that against the Oilers, he had in one instance in the Edmonton zone, where he weaved his way through three different Oilers skaters, looked like Kirill Kaprizov doing it, 
and then tried to uh, connect on the Spinorama pass to set up uh, Boldy for an opportunity. Couldn't quite connect on it, but even the fact that he tried it just speaks to the fact that, that Walker is just oozing with confidence right now. And I think an element of it that really is key in all this is that first impression mentality. This is his first opportunity to get up to the NHL level. And so not only are you performing for the team, Bill Guerin, Dean Evison, and the coaching staff, fans, but also rival scouts, rival executives, you want to put as much good film on tape as you can that first time that you come up to the NHL level. And if Walker continues to do what he has done over the last two games since he uh, got the call, it's going to be really tricky to take him out of the lineup uh, because he has just provided a spark. He's provided uh, a playmaking ability that is just so perfectly suited for what uh, Freddie Goudreau and Matt Boldy are doing out there on the ice. And so I fully expect, depending on how things go with other lineup decisions, I fully expect that he's going to be out there once again uh, come Wednesday against the Detroit Red Wings. He has given absolutely nothing on tape to warrant him being pulled out of the lineup at this point. And it's not to say that Nick Patan doesn't deserve an opportunity per, uh, per se on the ice to contribute and be part of this team. I think he will be um, sent down as soon as either Ryan Hartman or Brandon Duhame are ready to be activated. But it's just such a difference from what that line looked like with Nick Patan in that wing spot opposite Matt Boldy to what it looks like now with Sammy Walker in there. And so you are finally now getting to that place where you've got two lines that can generate legit chances and if not for some really fantastic saves by Stuart Skinner, uh, that line may have all had goals uh, against the Oilers. And uh, I just, I think you got to let this play out a little bit uh, in order to see if Walker has the staying power to be a force on this team going forward. It's possible that after uh, a handful of games, some of the shine starts to wear off what you've put together with that grouping. But how do you know unless you continue to uh, to roll them out there? So as the theme of this episode is going to be, you know, what do some of the other line decisions look like once players are ready to return? I think there are a few lines that are just untouchable uh, at this point. And so uh, we'll, we'll put the grief line in as one of those. And uh, we're going to put, at least for now, the Boldy, Goudreau, and Walker line in that mix, in the don't touch it, uh, just just let them continue to do their thing and just uh, just see what happens here over the next few games. But there are players that will be coming back, and so that means there's going to be a little bit of line juggling going on. So we'll talk about the options. We'll talk about what we'd like to see. We'll talk about what we wouldn't like to see as we take a look at some of the decisions the Wild will have as the week rolls on today 
on Locked on Wild. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline.net. They are your number one source for sports betting info plus stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From pro football to college bowl season to basketball and the World Cup, they've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. They are always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. So head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action all at BetOnline, where the game starts. Continuing today's episode of Lockdown Wild, once again, thanks for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. For your second listen, make sure you check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. A full breakdown of everything going on throughout the wide world of sports, all in one easy-to-listen place. Locked On Sports Today is available on your favorite podcast platforms for absolutely no charge. So it sounds like, in talking to Kevin Gorg after the uh, the Wild win against Edmonton, sounds like Ryan Hartman's actually on track to be activated quicker than Brandon Duhame is, which is not a sentence I thought I would be uttering considering what happened over the weekend and just kind of where the updates have come from on those two players. And so let's do the easy math first, then we'll talk about what happens once both are ready to come back. It's a shame this wasn't, you know, a defenseman coming back to where there are some easier decisions to be made. But this is part of what will be now an advantage for this wild team once they're back up to full strength is that you're going to have some guys that have played for for long stretches that if they need to are going to be able to uh, to hop in and uh, and give you some different things depending on what you're looking for uh, into the lineup so we'll start with Ryan Hartman Let's assume that he gets activated not for Wednesday's game per se, but let's just assume Friday. Well, roster-wise, the easy decision is to send Nick Patan back down. Now, with as long as he has been with the team, it's possible that waivers will need to be in the mix to make that happen. But I think that's the easy roster decision first. And Patan gave you some good things. He gave you physicality. And, uh, and some grit, he brought some defensive elements to his game. But between the two, Ryan Hartman is the, uh, the choice uh, as to who to keep on the roster. Now, it was a rocky start to the season for Ryan Hartman, to say the least. But if we will recall, Hartman was playing his best hockey of the season in a lesser role before he got hurt. So what do you do? to try to get him back on track. Now, there are a couple of different positions, potentially, that we could see him. Number one is, do you go the route of just putting him back on the Kaprizov line, which I think may end up being what the, uh, the coaching staff ultimately wants to try to do. And I don't know if that's necessarily the right answer right off the bat, but it it is when going well, Hartman is more than capable of playing with those guys, putting up shots, scoring goals himself, 
and is is much like what Sam Steele has been doing for the Wild since he was inserted into the 1C spot. Beyond that, the lines that I see fits for Hartman being would include the grief line. I don't know if there is a fit for him on the Boldy line, and I don't know if there is... I don't know if the fourth line is, is going to really suit uh, what he brings to the table. So I think you can afford to kind of more gradually ease him in. Shoulder injuries always are iffy. Uh, you want to make sure that you gradually ease him in, give him an opportunity to um, get back to game action without maybe re-aggravating or injuring the other one. So maybe you put him a little lower in the lineup, but I think if there is going to be if there's going to be changes made that would impact what is going on with the Boldy line right now, I would much rather keep that speed element on that line to where maybe then Sammy Walker ends up um, staying as the wing on that line, or Sam Steele moves down to be a wing on that line as well. I Steele brings comparable speed to what uh, Sammy Walker brings to the table. It's just I think I think if you put speed on with with Boldy and Goudreau, that's that's the missing element. That's the key to the whole thing. And so if you were to put Hartman back up top with Kaprizov and Zuccarello, I would want then Steele to slot in on the line with Boldy and Goudreau to replicate um, that speed element. Now, again, Sammy Walker has done nothing to warrant being pulled out of the lineup, but a reality of the situation, and Michael Russo tweeted this uh, at someone that asked during last night's game, is that once um, Hartman and Duhame are ready to return, off of injured reserve, Sammy Walker is going to be heading down to Iowa. Um, so I think if we look at that as being the uh, the way that that situation plays out, then yeah, put Sam Steele on the line with Matt Boldy to, uh, to put some speed there. You could also opt to put Connor Dewar on the Boldy line. Again, you get that speed element you get a player who is going to uh, to give you great puck battles. He's got good stick handling skills and the ability to uh, to create some plays and to generate offense himself. So Connor Dewar is another one in the mix. We talked about it in the episode in which we looked at players that can help uh, Matt Boldy. Right now, Sammy Walker ended up getting called up to fill that spot. But if he does end up getting called back down, I would rather go Dewar or Steele than I would Ryan Hartman in that spot because that's Ryan Hartman to me is a more offensively inclined Nick Patan than putting Sammy Walker or Sam Steele on that line with Boldy. So that'd be my preference in that instance, but that's just one half of the coin. 
We've got the Brandon Duhame return to discuss as well, and so we will finish today's episode of Lockdown Wild talking about just that. Final segment of today's episode of Lockdown Wilds. Once again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. For your second listen, make sure you check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast, recapping everything going on in the wide world of sports, all in one place and available on your favorite podcast platforms. So, Ryan Hartman back, Nick Patan sent down, that's all taken care of. When Brandon Duhame returns. This is where Russo alluded that it would be Sammy Walker that would be the one to get sent back down. So what do you do with the lineup then if that is the case? Because you now have these guys that are likely fighting over minutes on the bottom six. You've got Mason Shaw, you've got Connor Dewar, you've got Brandon Duhame, and you've got Ryan Reeves as well. Well, here there are a couple of things that I would do with those four. And it is a situation where you give yourself an opportunity to rest guys uh, down the stretch because I think the rest of the lineup brings you some versatility. And this is something that the Wild didn't necessarily have as much of last year which led to some of the issues against St. Louis and down the stretch and against some of the other playoff teams that they, uh, that they went up against down the stretch is that you had lineup combos that worked so well, but there weren't interchangeable parts to put in there if you had an injury or if players were not in the lineup. It just was all those same pieces. And so let's just assume... Again, just for this sake, this isn't necessarily how I would do it. Just trying to figure out the way that the coaching staff is going to operate once these situations start to come back into the forefront. Let's just assume for the purposes of this exercise that you put Ryan Hartman back with Kirill Kaprizov and Matt Zuccarello. You move Sam Steele to the Matt Boldy line. So Kaprizov line set. Grief line set, Boldy line set. Fourth line is a fight between Dewar, Duhame, Shaw, and Reeves. And there are roles for all four guys um, on this team to where they all will get playing time down the stretch. You can mix and match based off of the teams that you're playing as to what you're going to need in order to come away with wins that night. Obviously, you're going to face some teams that are more physical to where Ryan Reeves makes sense to put into the lineup um, on that fourth line to give you a little more beef. You know, Sometimes you go to Subway and you go through the line and you decide that it's going to be an extra meat day. That's what Ryan Reeves can give you. He can bring that. He can bring that physicality uh, and can bring that boost to the lineup. So there are going to be days where it makes sense to put him in. There are going to be other days, though, where you face teams that are much faster and you're going to need to match the speed. And that's then when that fourth line looks something like Duhame, Shaw, Dewar. There will be other times where you end up going with, you know, Duhame, Reeves, Shaw, or Dewar, 
Reeves Shaw or Dewar Duhame Reeves, this is going to give an opportunity for those guys to mix and match because what you can then do is let's say Marcus Foligno gets dinged up. Well, then we have seen previously that, or let's say Jordan Greenway gets uh, nicked up. We've seen Brandon Duhame slot in with Jewel Eriksson-Eck and Marcus Foligno, and that line ended up actually being pretty darn good. We've seen it where Brandon Duhame is able to slot in uh, to fill in a role on that grief line. So if you need an opportunity to give Felino or Greenway a day off or just give them some extra time to heal from an injury, Brandon Duhame can go play that spot. If you need to if you need to give Ryan Hartman a day to where you can put Sam Steele back up with Kirill Kaprizov and Matt Zuccarello, Connor Dewar then can go play on the line with Matt Boldy. You have roster versatility that will allow you to more seamlessly integrate the lineup when particular players are out of it. So it's not going to be a situation where You've got guys that just end up being the scratch every night, although it is interesting that now after Alex Goligoski got into the lineup for a long period of time, once Jonas Brodeen returned, Addison was scratched and then Goligoski was scratched in two straight. I don't know. I think there is a way to make that work as well because I think a lot of people have been banging on the door for Matt Dumba to get a breather. Um, Happened again against the Oilers where he took a slashing penalty uh, late in the game. Fortunately, it didn't end up hurting the Wild, but he just has a propensity to draw penalties late in the game at the most inopportune times. And so the overall theme of what we are discussing today is that Uh, It may not be a lineup that scores as many goals as last year's team did. You know, that's pretty obvious just looking at the standings and the scores so far this season. But it's a wild lineup, I think, that allows you to do some different things because of the players that you have um, now that we're starting to get some of those guys back and healthy. And so it's going to be tough decisions for Dean Evason and crew as to what to do once players come back. I think the first one is pretty easy. Um, The first roster decision, but beyond that, then you've got some tricky ones to deal with um, as this team navigates through the rest of this year and into next year as well. So we'll see what happens, uh, but hopefully whatever the decisions are that are made, uh, they're decisions that we can mostly all come to an agreement on. We'll wait and see. That will do it for today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, thank you for tuning in each and every day uh, to our new episodes. Make sure that you follow along on YouTube and on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss out on any of our videos throughout the week. Make sure to follow us on TikTok. Take a look at the uh, new format we have for pre-games. We've got a lot that we're hitting you with in the content department, and there is more to come in 2023. So there is no better time to get on board 
with Lockdown Wild as we fill you in on all things Minnesota Wild related throughout the week. We are bringing you new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Lockdown Sports Podcast Network.